Thank you for listening to the Power Shift Mindset. We'll be discussing techniques, concepts, and strategies to help you achieve the success and happiness you're looking for. Hey guys, it's Coach Jay, and this week I'm talking about a balancing act. I've talked about this topic in the past, uh, trying to balance being a coach and a dad at the same time, and I do have a backstory on where this came from. So first thing I want to do is thank all the coaches that are out there, especially for youth sports. So we're talking your U8, U10, U13, uh, even through the middle school and high school age group, um, there's and a million volunteer coaches out there in all these rec league organizations. And then you do have paid coaches that, and you can call it what it is, but they don't get paid enough for what they do. Uh, I know I coached high school soccer and baseball where it was a paid position for me uh, for 15 years. Uh, I made decent money. The way I said it, it was my, my baseball check was uh, summer vacation. My soccer check was uh, for Santa's workshop. I mean, that's how we looked at it and throwing a tank of oil in there somewhere as well. Um, right now, I coach archery with the, uh, the Joe Ed program, and I'm at the club 30 out of 52 weeks a year for four hours, and that is completely volunteer. And again, all the coaches that are out there with youth sports, uh, personally, thank you guys for taking the time and volunteering your time and, and putting those efforts in. Um, so this balancing act comes um, back from basically a personal situation that happened with me. I was at my son, my older son's a senior in high school, uh, Wednesday night at his soccer game, and both my sons are, are keepers. Uh, hardest position to find is your keeper and your catcher, your soccer goalie and your catcher. Uh, so coach's kid usually gets thrown in that position. Uh, my son, my older son, Brian, had been on the Caner Tech soccer field, my high school soccer field, where I was coaching from five years old on. Um, I was actually just telling him about a first-year senior that came out, and then it dawned on me that when Brian was 10 years old, he was teaching this 18-year-old senior how to play the position. Um, So both my kids are keepers. Uh, So in this particular game, there's a play coming at the top of the box, that the large box in front of the goal, the 18, and Brian comes out sliding and gets kicked in the face. Uh, I slowly start walking down the bleachers. Um, So high school rules in Connecticut is if you have a trainer, the trainer is the one that goes out to the, to the athlete when they're injured, not the head coach Um, from an officiating point of view. And I brought this up at my meeting. I will never stop a head coach because when mom and dad sign that permission slip, that head coach is the one responsible for the athlete. So again, and same thing with any serious uh, injury, Uh, a parent would never be stopped, but both coaches, obviously my son's coach, uh, the other team's coach knows me well from refing and from when I was coaching uh, in the area. Uh, and then obviously being an official, both officials knew me. So no one was going to stop me from getting on the field. I go out to the field and I go to check on my son. And for me personally, I'm in work mode. I'm a coach at that point. I'm a coach. I'm a personal trainer. I've had my CPR certification certification, my uh, basic first aid certification. And for through the 15 years of coaching, we had to do different CEUs, continuing educational units on different first aid and, and stuff like that. So my mind can go into work mode and I leave dad in the bleachers uh, to try to keep the emotions out of there. Uh, at the same time, I can see my wife in the stands and she's a wreck. Now, you, you can see her like nervous and anxious and, and wanting to come out, but she knows she can't. And, um, it's a tough situation to, to be in. I mean, I've been in this situation as a coach when it's not my athlete. I've been on the 
in the ambulance uh, when one of my soccer players has had his patella, his kneecap, literally on the back of his leg. I've seen broken jaws. I've seen broken fingers. I've seen injuries um, and been with my athletes. I mean, kind of a joke that, I mean, I don't... uh, cry with the the romantic movies or the quote unquote chick flicks or all these sad sappy movies. The ones that make me cry are the ones where a high school kid gets hurt. Remember the Titans, Friday Night Lights, those type of movies. They choke me up because I've been on the field where my guys, my athletes, have gotten hurt. And uh, I mean, I'm sitting here where I record, and right next to me I have a picture of a couple of my my seniors, uh, senior soccer team that graduated '07. Uh, baseball team that I believe was a couple years before that, and uh, a couple of the athletes I've seen. I mean, just going down the list, one blew out of his ACL, one broke his leg, um, and the other one is the one with the kneecap on the side of his leg. So here's one graduating class that had three major injuries. Um, the the broken leg and the ACL were not during soccer, but I had to be there with my with my guys as as they recovered and and got better for the next season. Uh, but it's a tough thing to balance. Um, how do you react to that? I mean, we, we're going to have emotions as parents. And to go beyond that, once we made sure he was okay, I went through all the concussion stuff. Everything checked out concussion-wise. He wasn't. He was fine there. Um, by the next morning, his eye, I mean, we kind of joked at his Halloween costume. I'm going to get him some red, white, and blue shorts, a tank top, and some boxing gloves. And uh, he'll just go as, uh, go as Rocky. Um and he definitely had a nice little shiner there. But again, concussion stuff, the serious stuff, he, he checked out fine with, uh, went to the eye doctor. Everything checked out there. So coach handled that part. And then as the evening went around and, and he's in tears that the season could be over and that was it for him for high school. Um, dad does come out to that. I, I did as best I could to hold back tears, to not get choked up, to try to support him best he could. Um, he's had a, a serious injury in the past, going into eighth grade in a mountain biking accident where he separated his AC joint in his shoulder. He did not have a tear. He did not have a break. He didn't break his collarbone. He he didn't do any major damage. It was just a separation where same thing now. It's just a big bruised black eye. No damage to the eye. No concussion. Um, as far as you know, nothing to the orbital socket that doesn't look like there's any fractures in there. Uh, they did suggest we we move forward to to get a CAT scan and just make sure an X-ray to make sure everything's good there. Um, but he's lucky that for the rest of his life, there's no major injury. And yes, it's as important as soccer is for him now, and as important as it is to me as a parent to watch him play and enjoy those last few games. Um, it, it is a tough balance. I mean, what do you do to balance situations like that? And it, it is hard. I mean. So that was Wednesday. Friday night was senior night. Obviously, he's not going in the goal. I mean, starting keeper, uh, he's not playing in goal. He literally played the first seven minutes on the field as a forward and then the last five minutes. And that was his senior night, 12 minutes of playing time where he's used to playing the full 80 minutes of every game. Um, so that was that was a tough thing for him and, and tough for us. And, and he did a great job balancing his emotions and, and cheering on his team. And the team played well that day, which made it easier. Um, so that was exciting. Uh, we're going into two games as I'm recording this now. He has a, a match tonight and one on Thursday, and then that's the end of his high school career. Uh, unfortunately, his team did not make the state tournament, so he just has those two games. And even last night, he was asking me, Can, am I okay with him playing in goal? And 
And it's a toss-up. It's part of me wants to say, yes, that's where you played your career. And then there's the part that wants to be the responsible dad and say, ooh, is it really a good idea? Um, so we'll see in the next couple hours uh, what my decision is with that. But how do you balance stuff like that when when you see, I mean, the case of injuries, I mean, or you see the case of a poor performance with your athlete who is also your child, who talks to them? Is it mom or dad or is it coach? Uh, we had another situation. We were at a national tournament, an archery tournament. In this particular tournament, um, you have a, one target in top, one target in the bottom, and the bottom always shoots first. Halfway through the tournament, you switch from top to bottom. So he was on the top first. So he's shooting the top, shooting the top, shooting the top. It's the break. We switch our targets. And now you step up to the line, and now you're shooting first. So there's no arrows anywhere. And he immediately shot the top target, which now counts as a miss. And I knew it the second he did it. I can tell from his reaction. And uh, my wife and I are headed to him. She happened to be closer. And the thing is, when with with him, he needs coach to talk to him. He doesn't need mom or dad to comfort him. He needs coach to say, hey, wake up. You got this. You're still not mathematically out of it. Unfortunately, my wife got there to comfort him. And that's not the coaching he needed at that point. Uh, with my younger son, that might have been the way to go. Just like any team you have. Any teams have different personalities. All your athletes have different personalities. And sometimes if your athlete is struggling, sometimes they need coach to say, hey, here's what's going wrong technically. I need you to work on this. I need you to work on that. Here's the technical aspect of why you're not succeeding. And sometimes that athlete happens to need mom or dad to say, listen, you're going to be okay. Just relax. How do you balance that? There, there is no one-size-fits-all. There's no one-size-fits-all from the parent and coach perspective, and there's no one-size-fits-all from the athlete perspective. They all need to be handled different ways and different uh, balance of ways. I mean, in one case, it might be 80% coach and the 20% parent that comes there. I mean, other times it could be, I mean, completely one way or the other. And it is a tough balancing act. I mean, last year or the previous year, uh, we went to outdoor nationals and with 70 plus archers in our class, my son and I happened to get assigned lanes. We were on different targets, but we were face to face. He shoots right-handed. I shoot left-handed. So he was on 36 D. I was on 37 C, which meant we were shooting face to face with each other. And it's like, at one point I'm telling you, it's like, Brian, I'm not your coach today. I'm not your dad today. Now here's a third element. I need to be my own athlete. So now I have to balance being coach, being dad, being my own athlete. And I have a, a friend who I coach in archery, and the other day we were shooting, and she wasn't shooting that well, but she kept checking on her daughter. And her daughter's young. Her daughter's only nine, but she kept checking to see it. And I said, you're never going to shoot well if you're worried about how your daughter's doing during tournament. We had all week for me to coach, because I'm her daughter's coach, for you to give her pointers. You have all week for that. When the tournament starts, you are not mom. You are not coach. You need to be your own athlete. And I kind of joked with her daughter this week. I said, you know why your mother was shooting like crap the other day? Because she's worried about you. You know why you're shooting like crap? Because you're worried about your brother. And it's it's a balancing act. It is tough. And when you have the, I mean, just the balancing the coach and dad aspect, but then when you have the, the element of an injury and stuff like that. Um, I was doing personal training for uh, an in-home client one time, and uh, it was a husband and wife and he did something with finance or something like that, but she was a physician's assistant. 
and her young child had fallen off the bed or something and grandma was upstairs but she ran upstairs and she comes down and she's asking me what do you think I should do do you think I should get her checked out and and as much as I have I mean, knowledge and training on, on muscles and, and injuries and stuff like that you're a physician's assistant why are you asking a personal trainer what to do but all of a sudden her her education just kind of like flew out the window and now all of a sudden she becomes panicking mom and which would be the same role that my wife would go into and, and my mother being an APRN did the same thing uh, with me in senior year of high school. I broke my nose. I come home. I'm like, oh, mom, my coach nose looked broken. And she said, no, why? I said, coach thinks it is. And all of a sudden the panic, she, she definitely could not go into like professional mode. Um, although I'm looking at the palm of my hand, I did have two stitches right by my thumb where my mother was the attending nurse and, and did handle it uh, quite professionally. And I remind her that, um, but this is a tough thing when when you're dealing with your own kids, it's tough on how to handle them. Do they need you to be there as a coach or do they need you to be there as a parent? And it's never easy and you're never going to always pick the right one. In different moments, they might need coach and in the other moment, they might need mom or dad. Um, it is a balancing act. There is no one size fits all. Uh, and then on top of it, like I said, if you are then also your own athlete, um, it becomes an issue where now it's like, listen, I can't be mom or dad to you today. I can't be coach to you today. We've already gone through it. You know what to do. During the breaks, we'll check in. We'll report back to each other, see how you're doing. I'll give you a quick pointer. But then once the bell rings again, I'm my own athlete and you're on your own. Um, it, it's never going to be cut and dry on which way to go. So again, Thanks to all those coaches, especially the volunteer coaches. I know the kids are going to be thankful for everything you do, and I'm thankful for it. So hope you enjoyed the show, and see you next week. Shift Mindset Podcast is for entertainment purposes only. While the suggestions, strategies, and practices we have given have been proven successful for our personal use as well as clients we have worked with, these recommendations should not supersede instructions given by any licensed professionals, including but not limited to your primary care physician and mental health professionals. Thank you. Thanks for joining us today for the PowerShift Mindset Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. Be sure to like and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at The PowerShift Mindset and also visit thepowershiftmindset.com. Thanks again for listening to The PowerShift Mindset.